Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses, and reminisce about it. Then we'll replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be digging through the cartridge pile and playing Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. Our drinks are topped off, producers are in the wings. Let's talk some games. Let's go. So, Chris, it's finally time. We're finally, finally covering Gunstar Heroes. We put this game off for so long because we wanted to do it justice. And it's been so painful waiting to play this game again. Yeah, it's really has. And it's funny because I know not everyone is familiar with this game. But this game is literally like why Chris and I decided to do a podcast and replay old games because we both wanted to play this game again so badly. <laughs> to the point where after we recorded the Rose Tinted segment that you will hear later, producer Lisa pointed out that this game was on Steam and could do online multiplayer. So I'm pretty sure we immediately played it, even if it was like 1130 at night. Oh, yeah. We were completely ir- irresponsible in that sense. <laughs> Producer Lisa made the horrible mistake of telling us that late at night when she wanted to sleep yeah. that it was available for us to play immediately online. Because that was our big thing was we wanted to be able to play it together because this was the game we played together. Yeah. And so which like, you know, you could play it online on Steam. We we're like, what? what? So fortunately, Producer Lisa found this and we got to play it. Thank you, Producer Lisa, for suffering through it. You're welcome. I don't think I yelled too loud when we were playing. Mm, A little loud. A little loud. (laughs) So we are so excited to finally be covering this game, to be able to talk about it, to play it again, uh, and to share it with everyone who's listening. And if you haven't played this game, we get to share that with you, and I'm really excited for that. So I'm ready to jump on in, so I think it's time for Video Game Trope of the Day. Trope of the day! What is the... It's it's that? What's the other noise now? Hey! <laughs> That's what it is. Hey! Hey! Okay, Chris. So what's today's trope of the day? Um, I don't know, but let me, let me look it up real quick in our notes. Oh, look, it's all there in the manual. Let me do my shtick! <laughs> I hate you. I, I realized what he was doing, and I was like, no, Lisa, don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> that That's exactly right, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what that trope basically is, is pretty much the game is very bad at giving you any sort of background or details, but in the manual, it has all of the story, any sort of important plot points that might be crucial to understanding what is happening in the game you tended to see this a lot in old games like nintendo sega snes because they didn't have that you know ability other than boring text screens right to convey any sort of story this was like pre-cutscene era type thing like everything was something you did and this isn't necessarily a completely bad thing i mean if you've listened to more than two episodes of this podcast, you've heard Chris and I complain that the lack of manuals is just disappointing now. We we want games to have video game manuals. Uh, you know, I was so excited that Cyberpunk had a proper manual again. Like, yeah. That is absolutely not a bad thing to have a manual that explains things out in the plot. 
It's just funny when they don't say anything in the game itself and the only plot comes from the manual. Yeah, and that you see that as in times because it was not necessarily a tutorial either. So yeah. you wouldn't have any idea what any of the moves were. Like, go back to Jack and Daxter, how I totally forgot that there was the roll jump. Like, that I was sure right there in the manual. The tutorial, but... I don't think they did. With, with the manuals, yeah, this is something where, for example, we talked about in our Road Rash episode, one of our really early episodes, that you actually had full backstories of every single rider you raced against in the manual, which is amazing. And in, in Gunstar, there's one that's in the first page. It's like they're describing the plot, and it's like, Colonel Red, a vicious dictator, and in parentheses it says, and a very bad dresser. Right. It, it's moments like that, or... Or the funny enough moment of in Donkey Kong Country, that that's where you learn about Cranky Kong and all the fourth wall breaking that comes in the manual itself as they explain yeah. character traits and stuff. I mean, it used to be a thing where you looked forward to getting a new game and before you would even play it, you'd crack open a case and just read the manual. Absolutely. Or And then that's sometimes where the maps would show up for the game so you knew where you yeah, were Yeah, you saw maps all the time. I remember when they started to go away from that. Yeah, I think Wii, the Wii was one of the first that I can remember where it'd be like, sweet, there's this huge manual. And then you realize that it's just like, here's where the actual manual is. Here's about 10 pages of health warnings. And yeah. here's the same thing in four different languages. And it's like, right. oh. And then later on, I remember the first couple of, I think they were Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 games. It was that that generation where mm -hmm. they'd put a single slip of paper where the manual would be and it's like download the manual here and like yeah. they just didn't even bother printing it and it was like oh that's just it's so disappointing yeah i miss i miss a good manual and we have bemoaned that tons of times we have again the whole point of this trope though is that this is the other side of nothing plot wise shows up except for in the manual and you have to right. balance that out yeah or even non-plotline, as you said, control-wise. Like, if they don't explain to you how to do certain controls, but all the it's all in the manual. Like, certain moves, like in fighting games, like, oh, you can learn how to do a special move because it's in the manual. Right. And it is funny how, how you see this. Like, they've, they've kind of gone away from that. But there are still modern games where, you know, there's so much. I think Destiny was one of them. There was so much lore that you didn't see. Unless you, like, went online to read a bunch of stuff. Exactly. And it's like, you got people all used to the, you telling them everything, and then you would withhold stuff without them going online. So it's like, make up your mind, people. Yeah, feels, Come on. It feels more like a, more of a sin nowadays when they have abilities to tell the story and don't, as opposed to back then when they just didn't have the ability to tell the story. So I think the other thing which also comes with the balance of a manual is whether you spoil information or not and whether people want to be spoiled or not. So... You and I definitely had the tendency to sit down and read the manual immediately once we got the game and get all the information. But other people, like producer Kyle was mentioning, was he wouldn't want to read it because he didn't want to spoil anything for himself. And he wanted to experience as much of it as himself as possible. So games like Final Fantasy 1, where it was literally like a walkthrough of the game, he didn't want that spoiled for him. So you had to be really cautious on what information you were reading. Yeah. Although Final Fantasy was tough because they didn't tell you anything again. But oh, yeah. it's that that manual just went so extreme. It was a walkthrough. It's just yeah, a full-on walkthrough. It walked walk you through, through like a good half of the game. So I guess there are there are you know balances to that sort of thing. At the end of the day, Chris and I are pro manual. So bring them back. We <laughs> love them. 
read them if you have the opportunity and that's kind of the fun thing if you can find those old games cases find those old manuals look through them you might learn something new about the video game you never knew and that that's cool that's fun this podcast is now officially pro video game manuals we're we're, we're stepping out and making that designation we're pro manuals and that's <laughs> how we're going to be wrapping up this segment so it's all in the manual is today's video game trope of the day Trope of the day! So, Chris, it's finally time to talk about one of our favorite games ever. Tell me all about Gunstar Heroes. So, Gunstar Heroes was developed for the Sega Genesis. Development actually began in 91 by a bunch of people that were working for Konami at the time. They felt that uh, Konami's main development was being too occupied with sequels for the current IP, so like Ninja Turtles, Sonic, all that stuff. So they pitched this idea to Konami, and Konami did not want anything to do with that. They, they didn't like the idea of new stuff, so all of those devs actually left and formed Treasure in 92. Mm. So And they decided to keep going with the Sega because they thought the processor was going to be easier to work with than the SNES and stuff like that. So Sega actually also um, initially rejected the idea of this game because this tiny little studio of just like, you know, 20 people didn't have any games under their belt. But they managed to come around because Treasure also developed the McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. Amazing. So one of those amazing, you know, hilarious corporate tie-in games you saw all over the place at that time. So they did, they kind of did that game. So, so, or so Sega let them developed this at the same time so this game came out in 93 after that uh, kind of parallel effort between those two games it was originally going to be titled lunatic gunstar because the devs thought that lunatic described the gameplay very well i mean that's, sega thought, that's fairly accurate yeah right sega felt that the word lunatic had kind of negative connotations which fair enough sega eventually suggested Gunstar Heroes as the name and that name ended up sticking so that's what they went with. So this game was a pretty stereotypical side-scrolling run-and-gun game. It did pretty well in in reviews and press. Electronic Gaming Monthly called it the game of the month when it came out. GamePro called the gameplay an assault on your senses in a good way. That's an epic like Yeah. (laughs) Mean Machine Sega described it as setting a new standard for action games on the Genesis. Scores-wise, Computer and Video Game Magazine gave it a 92%, GamePro gave it an 18 out of 20, Sega Magazine gave it a 94%. I'm gonna... Famitsu? I'm only bringing this up because they gave it a 29 out of 40. That's a Because I saw that. And yeah, who... Why would you score it like that? I immediately was, was doing some research for this game and I was like... What? Why? All right, I'm throwing this in there to make fun of the score. <laughs> Eventually, they did make a sequel for it for the Game Boy Advanced, living in kind of the same universe, new characters, but same ideas. So why don't we figure out how much of this game we remembered? Because, again, we were so excited to play it. How much did we actually remember of this game? So I think what you're trying to say is it's time to play that Chiacarina of Time. That is what I'm trying to say. Let's yeah. go! To the past! Taya! Huh? I'm just gonna say that every time. Taya! For the number of times that we threw each other and heard that noise. All the time. The answer is all the time. All the time. 
So that music means we are in the past, which means we are going to talk about this game before we go back and play it again so we can try to get our thoughts down without any sort of recency bias. So, Katie, let's start out and say, why are we playing Gunstar Heroes? So, Gunstar Heroes was definitely one of our favorite co-op games on the Genesis period end of discussion. This is a game we played over and over and over together just all the time. That is literally my first note. It is, I remember playing this in co-op all the time. This is a game, as much as we've said, we think we beat this game. We don't know. We beat this game multiple times together. I I, I know that for a fact because we would just go and play it again. And it's, it was so much fun. It is a, it was, it was like our go-to. Like it really was. was. It's like, are you bored? Do, you, do we not know what to play? It's like, eh, let's go pop in let's Gunstar. Just, let's play just play a some bit. more Gunstar. Yeah. And it's pretty short. So you could sit down and play through pretty much the entire game. Yeah. In, in a couple in, hours. In a couple hours. So that's, I mean, that's another reason why we would just love to play it together. So that's why, that's why we wanted to save it for when we knew what we were doing, because this was one of our favorite games. No questions asked on the Genesis. And our favorite co-op game, because while, you know, we had games like Road Rash, we'd play against each other and everything. This was our favorite co-op game for sure. Mm-hmm. And we've talked this up. I, I know, I don't know if we've mentioned it in the podcast before. I feel like we've talked this up a ton. And then I went to go make my notes and it's like, I can't remember a ton. Like I do, but it's very bits and pieces. And it's, this is perfect because it's super, super rose tinted glasses. Yeah. Like, no, what, I, what do you remember? So the one thing that always stuck out to me were the the way the weapons worked in this game was that you picked up, there were like five different weapon types, I believe. Four. Four, okay. I and, think but, it's pretty sure it's four. Yeah, you might be right. It was five or four. But the key was, it was how you paired them because you had two slots. Yeah. So you could mix and match. And so while there were only, quote unquote, four types of weapons, there were actually way more variety because you could pair them up with different each type. You can have one of each type or two of the same type or something like that. And it was just the the variety of weapons was really fun. I do remember you remember the, all of them? Uh, I was going to yeah. say, Seeker was boss. I always yeah, loved Dubber Seeker because it's so the easy. The green arrows. The green arrows. There was a fire one. Yep, fire. There was, oh, one of them that made like, because I remember when you, there was one that you, when you mixed it with fire, it gave fire basically like you had a fire sword basically. It was a really short range fire. That was, that was lightning. That was with lightning? Lightning, lightning and fire became like okay. a sword. Yes, it came like a fire lightning, sword. I'm pretty sure I remember lightning and Seeker was just completely overpowered because it would just jump over wherever the enemies were. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember what the fourth one was then. I want to say it was something weird like force or power or something like that. It was just like like energy balls or something. It was energy balls. It was absolutely energy balls. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember, and and the other thing is like, we would have like a self-made rule of like, you can't have the same two weapons that I have. And so you'd have to like- Because it's no fun. Yeah. Because it's no fun. So you'd have to like negotiate who got what. And that was a kind of, it was a game where you shared inventory. So it was like who picked up which weapon at what time and stuff like that. That was part of the game. I remember Mm -hmm. that. I remember quite a few of the levels. I don't remember them all. I know the first one is in like a jungle village-ish or a forest village. Something like that was the first level. I think you could pick, right? Like No, was it was like, definitely sequential. It, it was definitely sequential. Was it sequential? I thought there yeah. was four levels that you could pick from no. and we just always picked. 
No, I'm pretty sure it was because there was a plot because you were trying to. There was an actual plot. I don't remember the details. Yeah, were, it was the two brothers saving, were saving the you world. You were saving. You were saving your sister from your other, your third brother. Oh, I that's think? right. It was the yeah. third brother. I forgot about that. Um, but no, because I remember. Yeah, the first level was like the forest level with a village just like then, standard yeah standard yeah, the, platformer the second one Contra was stuff. on like there was pyramids involved i definitely remember like the sand brick pyramids because you had to go oh, to the top of the pyramid that. for the boss i remember the minecart type level was, one of my notes was like there was a minecart level there was in this definitely game. a minecart type level i hated that level <laughs> it's i mean minecart is always that level apparently yeah yeah, so I just I just remember and there was a there was I want to say a space you were a spaceship level like both of you were each little spaceships mm. at one point with the weapons. There's, oh, it's right near you know the what? end. I wonder if that's because there was like four basic levels and then you like you had to go like you went to the airship to mm. f to face the final boss like that trope. Yeah. And that part of that might have been flying in like a mini ship or something. No, I'm pretty like sure that. that we were mini ships at one point because I remember the weapons coming out of the mini ships. Okay. So I know that I, definitely, but you, you I might, didn't remember that until you said it. You might be right, though, about the not being sequential in the early levels. It might be one of those you yeah. have to beat all four of these levels and then you right. unlock the later. You might be right about I don't remember. But I do. I, yeah, there were bosses at the end of each of the big levels. I do remember they were like mm -hmm. the really stereotypical ones. I want to say like the, the pyramid level at one point you have to come down the pyramid. So you're like literally doing a slide down the pyramid and shooting people at the same time. Like, oh, you know what? That that might ring a bell now that you say it. Yeah. I, I, is... I oh god yeah I I just I remember playing in the extra bedroom yeah it was oh, this just was... all the time yeah all the time and I mean this was I think first player was red second player was blue so I was always blue and you were always red and... I think you could pick like I there don't... were two different there were I two different types so. of brothers like no. because yeah no because one brother could could shoot and move and the other one could like fire and all eight directions no, no, that's just on the a, no, 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 no. It was just that when you stop moving, you could fire oh. in all eight directions. When you're running, you could only shoot in certain directions. Anyone could no, do I that. No, I think I no, no. I think there was there was a difference between the two brothers. Disagree. All right, Disagree. we will we will we'll, find out. One of us will be right. It's gonna be me. One of us it's will be right. Definitely not. It's gonna be me. <laughs> it's definitely me. We'll play. We'll figure it out. It's been a long yes. time, but. Yeah, I just, yeah, this game is just, I don't, I kind of vaguely remember the bosses. I want to say some of them looked very Vector Man-ish of that they were like a bunch of segmented things. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely correct. I'm Not all of them, sure. but at least one of them was like that. Because yeah. there's one that could, it could change There was shape the one that constantly. turned into a gun. There yes, was one it, that like, it, it, I think that, was that the minecart level? I think where you're like on you the platform what? and it yeah i think this is exactly why i thought vector man turned into a gun turned into a gun because yep. it was the gunstar because guy it was gunstar heroes <laughs> i uh, i think you're correct six months later yeah we, we circled around eventually we'll we close that out. loop yay <laughs> so many fond memories and it's so weird that we can't remember more of it which is going to be so much fun to go play it again, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be like, there's going to be so many, oh, yeah, moments. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this is definitely going to be a game. Uh, we're going to obviously want to try to play it together again, if that's possible. Yeah, uh, we'll see. If, we can, if we can make that happen. If we can make that happen, it'll be so worth it.
because this is a game while you can play it solo 100 percent can play it solo you can beat it solo i know i've played it solo before it's not nearly as fun oh yeah it's just it's so much more fun if you're playing with someone else and that's again mm. how chris and i played it that's how we played it was together yeah all the time it's just not the same i i, I remember it being super fast paced i know that mm. like like and well so okay i'm gonna slightly go back on that i feel like you could go fast paced right like yeah it felt like you could just blast through the levels but you could also take your time and slowly clear things yeah. out i'm pretty sure but i remember this also brought about tactics kind of with us cause i remember okay you take the up i take the down it was always yeah. like you know <laughs> there was communication oh, we had God. to yeah i, I miss playing this game gunstar heroes on steam remote play together oh no yes 99 cents what done done hold on done we are doing this as we are recording i'm looking this up right now because i want our i want oh my god there is done. no way if that is true done we're doing that we're it's gonna be a, a, a co-op uh because cope's co-op i don't care look at that 99 cents I don't have my wallet, so I can't buy this literally right now. You don't have anything saved in Steam? No. Also, I'm... Oh, I should stop looking at this because it's spoiling. It's showing screenshots. It is. I'm looking at this... Oh, you're right. Look but at we were levels. right about selecting levels. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at them. Oh, <laughs> because sorry. That's the, because sorry, that's the first... I, I, I was right. I was right. Yes, but you, we still are debating. There's other things to debate about of what you're right or not. Just, about the different that's brothers. That's why I closed it. I closed it. I'm not I'm not looking oh, at it anymore. God, I'm not going to look anymore. But I still want to play this game. I'm so okay. This was the game, like, when we got the Sega Mini, I, I, I know I've played it more recently, at least a little bit, because yeah. when I first got the Sega Mini, it was absolutely a game we I played in right off the bat. Because, again, it was one of my favorite games. I think that's one of the few times I've played by myself was when I was like, well, I have to play Gunstar now. But, yeah, the, the, so there's a lot. I do remember we cheated now by looking at it. But... Though that does remind me that the way you could tell the brothers apart was the different type of hair, which is just right. like the two different styles of hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I forgot about the third brother that he was like the ultimate villain, but I want to say there's some mind control brainwashing involved. Yeah, I think you course, might be right. Of course yeah. there is. Yeah. That's just how this is. This was the, it's a, it's a I don't runner, remember there being a, yeah. Run, yeah, not a lot of platformer. plot. Run, yeah. But Very it contra. Um, I think the other interesting thing was I don't remember a lot of, while there were definitely like platforms and jumping up and down, there was only like two layers. It was never like a significant, like this isn't like Vector Man where you could go really, really high and then really, right. really low. These were very linear levels. Um, it was very straightforward, very linear. Seemed like a very Contra type game where it was just, you had levels, but it wasn't a platformer. Yeah. Like, it was definitely more of a running gun with multiple levels to get up and around stuff. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair way of putting it. I think that's Like, a there fair might way. have been gaps to fall into, but, but... not really. Not really? It really was just a running gun. And they were I'm a assuming, guns. I'm assuming you could get health from... Was it like little flying robots? It was the same thing that you would get the weapons from. They came from like the yeah. same type of pods or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Dude, I'm, I'm trying super to remember looking if there was forward to playing this again. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was a mechanic to bring back the player one or two if they were gone. 
like, you know, in a in a DK way of like you hit the barrel and they come back. Like I think there was I no, just don't I remember. I think what it, it was, was just I wanna say, oh, you know what it could you have maybe taken half of the health of the other player? I think, you're, was that I think it? you can steal lives or health yeah. or something from the other player. Because you hit start because and you the would other do person... that and annoy the other person. Yes, like, that's like, no, right. No, I'm just gonna come back. I was like, you took half my health. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, you're going to kill me now. Damn it, you <laughs> killed me. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call. Oh, I think that might have been it. Oh, we, I, we could... I'd say we could reminisce about this forever. We could reminisce about it, but I feel like we should probably wrap this up. Yes. Mostly so we could just play it again. All that discussion. Time to wrap <laughs> things up. Chris... I think I can predict it for a couple of reasons, but what what is your rose tinted score for Gunstar Heroes? I think it's gonna have to be a nine and a half. I I was super tempted to call this just a ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I think nine nine and a half because I just remember having so much fun with this game all the time, and we went back to it all the time. What about you? What's your rose rose tinted score? I'm going to say a nine out of 10, a nine and a half. I, I agree. I, I have nothing but fond memories. Almost any other game we yeah. talk about, there's something that held me back. It was frustrating at times. I got, you know, annoying at times, blah, blah, blah. This is a game, even in the most frustrating times, I just remember having so much fun and really just yeah. loving this game. So I definitely have to give it a nine and a half. Okay. Here's the hard part though, Chris. I know. What is your predicted score? How do you think it will uh, change? I, I feel like... And I'm going to do a better job of this because we did this early in the podcast. And I think I did a very bad job of predicting scores to say how they stack up against modern games. But even with my rose-tinted thoughts, I feel like I'm going to go an 8 or an 8.5. Because I feel like the gameplay is going to be solid, but the complexity isn't going to be there. So is it 8 or 8.5? So I'll go, I'm going to go an 8 because okay. of the lack of complexity. But in my brain, it'll still be a solid game. Fair enough. What about you? I, I too, will go with an eight. I think it will live up to a lot of my expectations, I think, at the long run. I think it, part of me also says, like, you're going to have to almost knock it down because it will be such a short game. It, the average yeah. play time is two hours. I don't think we played much more than that <laughs> growing up. And you have to kind of then look at it and say, while you don't want something that's too long for no reason, there's also too short. Yeah. And so that's something we're definitely going to have to you know, would take into consideration, but I, yeah, an eight, I think, I think I'm good. I hope, I hope I'm going to love this. I really am. I'm hoping I know it's going to be really it. hard to judge this game because of the, the rose tintedness. Like it's going to be very important to record anytime we play this to make sure we get our true opinions, yeah. our, our true honest to God opinions. Okay. So, we both had nine and a halfs for our rose scores. We have eights for our predicted scores. We're really looking forward to playing this. It's time to head back to the future. Hurry up. Let's go. I want to play. Okay. And we're coming back from the past. Back to the past samurai, Jack. That is on HBO Max, and I have yet to get a chance to watch through it. You, you should. Have you never watched Samurai Jack? No, I have. Oh. I just want to watch it again. You should. So we are back to the present from the past. We have now played this game. Finally. Finally. Again. 
finally. So, before we dive too deep into our playthrough, why don't, Katie, you tell us some quick basics about the game itself? So, the very basics of the game is you start off, you are, as you read in the manual... Your twin brothers are the main two characters you're playing as. Your sister is... uh, That's red and blue. Your sister is yellow, and your older brother is green, who gets kidnapped by the main boss, Colonel Red, and he is brainwashed, and they help steal these four crystals that will basically revive this ancient robot that is trying to destroy the world. Not really sure why the boss wants to revive him. I'm not sure that's ever explained, but... He is trying to bring him back to, you know, conquer the worlds and such. And so you are trying to take those crystals back so that they cannot summon the evil robot back to the world. It's save the world. That's it. That's the plot. That is the plot. It gets slightly more complicated, I guess. You get the gems and then your sister's kidnapped. So you have to bring the gems back. Yes. And then and you, you trade your sister's life gems. for the gems. Yeah. And then you go and follow them in a space battle and then you re-get the gems, but it's too late. And they reawaken the robot and the robot wrecks everyone. And then your brother, finally free from his brainwashing, decides to sacrifice himself for the world. Let's say there's there's not much to it. And this game is that simple that at least in the English version the names match the color of your uniform. So red's <laughs> name is red because he wears red and blue wears blue and green wears green and yellow wears g- yellow. Everyone is color themed because then there's Colonel Red, there's Professor White. Each of the mini bosses, the bosses yeah. are all like there's pink <laughs> and then there's orange, orange and, and Mr. Black. black. Yeah. Like everyone it is, is like color themed. Yeah. Everyone is color themed. It's like clue. That is, that's it. That's the plot. That's the mechanics of the plot. You, you, you save the world at, and your brother sacrifices himself to atone for sins. He never really committed because he was brainwashed. So poor, Which you wouldn't know unless you read the manual, which you wouldn't know. You didn't know. So you didn't know he was your brother. They never really confirm he's your brother. It's implied. Yeah. They don't confirm that yellow is your sister. That's also true. They again, it's all in the manual. You know at the beginning of the game, if you watch the initial cutscene, that Green was on your side and then he wasn't. You right. don't know if it's because he betrayed you or was brainwashed until the end of the game. Except if you read the manual, they flat out say he's kidnapped and brainwashed. <laughs> so that's it. Getting into, as I mentioned, all the different characters. This is just your classic running gun. The really interesting thing when it comes to that is, canonically, Red is a free running gun, so he can just run around and shoot at the same time, but he can really only shoot in the four major cardinal directions easily, whereas Blue, canonically, is a fixed gunner, and so mm-hmm. he cannot shoot and run at the same time, but because of that, because he, he can stop, he can shoot in all directions. He He's not limited when he's able to shoot. So that is kind of a... It's a really fun way to change gameplay. Yeah. You don't have you can, to you be can too different. Yeah. You can you get to choose, but the weapons react differently depending on what style gunner you are, essentially. And sometimes there's advantages and disadvantages to playing picking one side than the other. And sometimes having the balance when you're playing two player is really important. I think Chris and I, as kids, almost always played free run just because we just wanted to run forward yeah. and shoot. We weren't waiting, but you know. I know we did experiment a little bit with the fixed gunning, and I have in this playthrough as well, 
and it is really a different style it of is totally different playing and that's 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 really fun that it's a really basic change and it really changes how you play and yeah you know when we're saying it's simple as that it really is a short game as we said you could probably sit down and pretty much anyone can beat this game in two to three hours and just get it done really quickly it's a as as producer kyle called it a snack-sized game <laughs> it's it's smaller and and it, oh my knee just popped <laughs> it, it's a smaller size game and so it's easy and quick to play through yeah there's pretty much what like seven levels total yes seven levels total and it, it it can be extended out because there are certain things that might last a little bit longer than others. But really, it is it, it's a relatively quick game. Yeah, like the the first four levels you could technically play in any order. Yeah, like it it gives you straight away. It's like all right, here's the four places to get the four crystals. I think we pretty much played it the exact same order, left every to right, time. every single time. Yeah, so much so that I thought that that was legitimately like you had to do it in that order. <laughs> one one other thing I think that stuck out in the rose tinted segment was was the weapons of this game, and I'm pretty sure we are absolutely correct. And the weapons and the way they work play into the really independence you can make, and making your own type of character can change. Not only fixed mm-hmm. versus r- free running, but then the weapons. So the way the weapon system worked was there were four different weapon types of lightning fire force and chaser those are the four main those are the mm-hmm. four weapon types and you have two slots and so those four weapon types can mix amongst themselves into different types of weapons based on which two weapons you have in each slot so there were four different weapon types and with the combos you basically had 14 different style weapons you could use when you add in the fixed shooting versus free shooting that's 28 different styles of weapon essentially that you can play in this game in a really early game in the early 90s that's that's a lot of choice oh yeah so i think one of the the fun things that that i saw looking into the development of this game is they they called it an anything goes (laughs) uh approach to development and you could absolutely see that in in the seven levels because they were all, for the most part, completely, completely different. So yeah. like those first four levels, the first one was was a standard run and gun, grasslands, couple platforms. The first area was a, a forest village yeah. that you had to save the villagers from, and the final boss was a pink lobster. Yeah, say not not so standard with the boss, I guess. You have the main, like, he looks like an ATST almost. Right, and then, right, right. And then the arm comes out, and one of the minu- one of the That's guys right. is shooting from the arm. Also, that boss had the uh, mini boss that was the asparagus. Yes. That, that drops spores on you. That drops which, caterpillar spores. Yes, when, when both of us did that first playthrough, we got there, we're like, we forgot about the asparagus boss! It is the asparagus boss! <laughs> Um, so there's the first level. The second level that we did and would always do is when you fight your brother Green, and it was a minecart, minecart level. level. <laughs> so there's there's your your throwback to the trope of the day for Donkey Kong. It was it was a minecart level that was a little bit interesting because like you were permanently attached to the minecart, but if you would double jump, you could ride along the ceiling. Yeah. Or switch walls. So there was always 95% of the time there was a ceiling and a floor or a left and a right if you were going up and down. So you could switch kind of what plane you were on. 
And it was important to do so because, especially again with two players, you had to switch sides to take care of all the enemies that were appearing. Yeah. And the, the final boss for that level was, was super, super interesting. I think they called it uh, Seven Force, I think yes. was the name of the boss. So it's your brother, Green, and he's in this like mecha suit thing that has seven different forms. That transforms. Yeah, so you'd have to you'd have to fight him essentially well, you only fought him five times. Or four times. Five. I forget which one. Was it five? Not mm-hmm. three. So no rule of three there, but Yeah. He had so you five didn't even forms. necessarily see them. Yeah, they had one of them was like a crab that sent certain platforms you had to jump around. So so the the first one you always fought was the running guy. Yes. There was one that ran, and you always fought him first. That was always the very one, because that was like his basic form. And right. Then, and this the way this particular area worked, again, with the minecars, is you would go from traveling horizontally, and then when you beat that boss, you'd switch to a vertical boss. And then when you beat that, you went back to horizontal, and then mm-hmm. you went to a vertical, and then you finished up on a horizontal. Right. And so, yeah, so it was always a running guy, and the other bosses were an urchin and a eagle. Like a bird thing. Bird yeah. thing, and a scorpion, I believe they called it, because it had the, like, whippy tail. Those were all the vertical bosses. And then the other horizontal bosses were a dog, the crab, and... A gun. The gun. It was gun. just a straight-up gun. So that was the second boss. So it was on rails the whole time. You didn't get to control your speed. You didn't get to right. control how far you went. I mean, on the screen, yes, but beyond that, no. And so that was this level. Then the next level that we would play, the third level, was an airship. And so you had to do a lot more platforming because you had to go straight up the platforms. And then mm-hmm. you were venturing on the airship and you fought a dude, a super muscly, like military looking dude. And you had to make sure not to throw your partner off of the platforms or the little helicopter that you rode on yes, for the final boss. Yes, you end up boss. fighting the two final bosses on a helicopter, and we absolutely threw each other off. Because that's a thing you can do in this game. Something, you can... Sometimes by accident, sometimes <laughs> Some, on purpose. Sometimes on purpose. Because you could, you could shoot things, obviously, but then you could also slide kick. You could throw and, and like kind of punch. You could you could like body slam. It was yeah. different if you were if you were like red. You could body slam. If you were blue, you like karate kicked. Yeah. And then you could throw stuff. You could throw enemies. You could throw like the little grenades back at the enemies that they threw at you. Or you could throw your your teammate, which we did all of the time. You could yeah. literally juggle your teammate. You could throw them up in the air and then throw them yeah. again before they hit the ground. So we would just yeah. grief each other all the time doing that's that. That's what we do. Because that's what we do. Yeah. Which is why pretty much in every segment break, we're both going, because that's the sound that it makes. And we just heard it all the time. So, yeah. So that was the next stage. The final stage of the four early stages was it was a really basic running area at the very start. You just kind of run through a bunch of enemies like you normally do. And then you got into the game board. Apropos of absolutely nothing, all of a sudden, yeah, you're you're on a game board with a big old die that you got to throw that only has one two and three on it and you which took us forever to figure out you have to get around the game board and then the tough part about this is again this game is really oriented to co-op it really encourages co-op play this is the one area where you have to fight the bosses alone so you throw the die and you have to wherever you land on the board you fight that particular boss it's these are some of those bosses that are both fun and awful yeah it was, you'd have random ones, like there was like a big blob 
mm-hmm. just kind of bounced around, didn't do much. And there was laid a, eggs. A, a weird smiley face. The melon bread. Right? Yes. Melon bread. <laughs> melon bread is literally, he. it's almost impossible for him to harm you. So there are some of those joke bosses, but then there's ones, I'm trying to think of the, the really hard ones. There's the one that shoots the laser. It's like Simon Says. It like, yeah, it's like, yeah, the worst game of Simon Says ever. But then there's also a really teeny tiny boss who can just chuck you across the screen and kill all your health. It's like, this is where they dumped all of the bosses that they were just thinking of. Exactly. Just like when they were sitting around at happy hour or even after happy hour based on some of these bosses. And then, and then <laughs> there is Our curry favorite. and rice. It's, it's that boss. It's not it's, that, that level's not supposed to be that level, but curry and rice. Curry and rice. So, so it's the, the non-gun you are not allowed to use any weapons for this particular boss. And again, this whole game is a run and gun. Yeah. <laughs> that is your main weapon. And you suddenly cannot use them. And he's brutal. He's just this giant walking I don't even blob know. of rice. I think he's supposed to be rice. And I guess. Picture, picture Vector Man, but way taller and brown. And, and his hands and got always... Blobbier. Like... <laughs> You, the, his hands would stick out funny. Yeah. And just, but he's awful because he would just wreck you. Because if he caught you, he would toss you in the air and he'd just wreck you because you didn't have weapons. And that was your, that was what we would pray is be like, never to get, please yeah. not curry and rice, please not curry and rice, please not curry and rice. And I remember getting to that level on our first playthrough. And like, so we, yeah, getting to that, that part of the level with, with the, the board game, we're just like, Oh yeah, the board game. Yeah, the board game. And then we're like, we're looking at that no because the the place on the board is it's it's like the the gun with the strike through it, like the you know the no gun side. No gun. And we're like, oh, I remember that. And it's like, is that? And then I think you landed on it first. I did, and then it was like curry and rice. And we're like, oh, curry and rice. In in all bosses, they announce the boss on screen by yeah. like name and say what their special move is, which is yeah. really fun. But then, yeah, it brought up that screen. It was like curry and rice, and both I think both you like, could hear the part oh, of like no. curry and rice. No. <laughs> and you know, and the, the again, the fact it's called curry and rice, but then the, the giant giant smiley face was melon bread. It's just so it was weird. so weird. And that's why we always remember doing these in order, because after you beat a level in that first floor, you get 20 extra health every time you yeah. beat it. So you go from starting with 100 to starting with 160 for this long slog of a level. As we kind of said earlier, we never we we for our playthroughs. Recently, we almost never used save states, but this game is pretty good. Like if you if you die, well, if one player dies, you could come back to life, and doing so takes half the life of the other Which player. Which is both fun and a troll. <laughs> yes. Because there was definitely times when oh, the other player has 180 health, I can afford to take half his life, and we both have 90. Then there are times when the other player has like 20 health, and you're like, lols, we both have yeah. 10. Like you you. It would be one of us would die, and yeah, you're you're at some dire straits with health, and you're like, I'm gonna come back, and the other person's like, No, do not press start, 
do not come back. Do, do not do. No, no, no. Damn it. You did it. I'm pretty sure I remember us screaming at each other as kids oh, when we did that. Very much like trying to take <laughs> the controller from the other one yeah. so they couldn't come back. <laughs> Until in between levels. And that was the nice thing. Yes. In between levels, you can come back and get full health for both players. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the... This game, I think, also worked really well for us as kids because there was unlimited continues and there really yes. wasn't a penalty to dying. Your no. score went down, but we didn't care about the scores. No. So there was no penalty to dying. And so you didn't get frustrated or angry or anything because you could just try again. Yeah. And and as, as you said, unlimited continues and you would typically just go back to the beginning of whatever level you were on. And the other thing is, though, the here's the great part. If you hit yes to continue and you were at the boss, they started you right before the boss, normally with enough time to get the items to then like yeah. stack back up. So you had two weapons again because two weapons is just so crucial in this game. Oh, yeah. But it, the key is it, you, they didn't make you do all the build up a lot of the times. If you got to the boss, they started you right there. And it was so nice to not have to do the build up. Except the last level. Except the last level. So you get the four, as we said, you get the four, uh, I almost called them chaos emeralds. <laughs> Whatever. Gems. You get the four gems. Sister's kidnapped. You got to give them, as we said to plot, give them the gems, which is a level. And then you fight uh, You fight Colonel Red, whatever his name is. No, he, he had another Suki. name that they it's, called him no, in no, Colonel game. Red is the main bad guy who's actually not red. He wears like the blue and gold helmet. Oh, okay. So who am I thinking of then? No, but but because you're looking in the guide, it also says it yeah. shows what's his name. It, it's Daisuke something or other is like, hold on. I'm who looks, look at... He looks like M. Bison. Yeah, we just kept calling him M. Bison. We did. <laughs> so you fight, you fight him. Smash Daisaku. You fight him again for like the fourth time yep. and beat him. You get your sister back, but you have to give up the gems. And then the spaceship starts taking then off. Then you go into space. And so you get to be a spaceship for a level. Yeah. And it's which so is much again, fun. Apropos of nothing, which this one I can actually see. All of a sudden, it becomes like a bullet hell game yeah. as opposed to a running gun. Like, so you're just dodging around as everyone's shooting at you and you're trying to shoot back. If you're two players, the second player, I guess you could get to you get to pick. Yeah, you Someone's get to pick. Like, you control the the satellite, I think they called it. The yeah. other person controls the pod. Like you just get to shoot, which meant yeah. but the great thing about that was you took no damage as the satellite. Yes, that is that is very true. <laughs> so playing satellite was a great way as me who wasn't as good to survive longer. Yay. <laughs> no, and then you go through that whole area. You fight bosses again because you fight there. You fight Green again in his Seven Force. Yeah. Then you enter the spaceship because you're trying to stop them. You do some more run and gun. And this is, again, the next area where you get to... This is kind of the fun part where you get to watch yourself as if the bosses are watching you on a screen. So you have all the bosses you've beaten up to this point. That was such a cool framing device, yeah. And they're watching as you're going through the level. And then each of them come to come fight you at different stages and you uh, can like and, see them like leave the room. Yeah, and to their go reactions because like someone came back when they screwed up and they got yelled at for it, and it's mm-hmm. it's stuff like that that was so clever. So you fought, fight all those four bosses again, different different style than the original playthrough. But yeah, you fight all of them again. So we go, you fight all those bosses again at the end. They're they're different. They're a different style. This is where actually the lobster shows up for pink. Uh, you have 
the Mr. Black has a full like screen effects where his like fire is filling the whole screen. You have to rotate around the screen. That was that was awful because that was, was late too. It was the first time Green you fight as a person to person, so that was kind of funny. He didn't have his seven force at that point, so you beat all them, and then you have to fight the reactor of the spaceship. That was so cool. Which was, and we were when we were playing it on the the playthrough again. It is amazing with a game, the graphics this game had, the the motion that you could feel in that mm-hmm. level, the way they designed it, was so, so well done. And so, essentially, imagine um, if you've seen Return of the Jedi, the, the reactor of the second Death Star. So yeah. you've got, like, the reactor in the middle, and it's this big circular chamber that, I guess, the... The idea is you're, it's running, it's rotating around you. And there's three parts of that boss. There's, I think they called them like dragon force. The first one was like hammer, then it was dragon, and then yeah. it was running man. So it's like, yeah, it's like a big thing that, it's Smashes a big line. You. It's essentially a lever that comes out of the central area. It's you know, the security Smashes system. you, yeah. And then it'll spin around and you have to jump over it. And then it's one that just kind of flies around. And then a running... Yeah, we called it the running man because it's it looks like Vector Man running next to you. Yeah, and he would literally just launch fireballs at you. And this was as you're rotating around the central core. So, like, the only thing that was really moving was the background. But it was moving in such a way that gave the impression of rotating around that central axis. And it did, as you said, such a good job of conveying that. Like, just the colors... It, and and this was this was kind of uh, one of the things I, I was reading about again for the dev notes where they said like you know they had 64 colors and it's like how do we deal with this we tried 16 16 color palette didn't quite look good I think they ended up using a like a I think they said two 32 color palettes and typically you're only allowed two layers you're allowed a background and a foreground and I won't say typically you're only allowed those two layers in in that hardware. But they did such a good job. They said they spent a lot of time with like shadows and lighting to give you kind of that more depth. depth. And that was one place where you could absolutely yeah. see it. Same thing with the minecart level. Yeah. It conveyed such an amazing feeling of movement, even if the only thing that was moving was the background. Yeah. It was so cool. They did, a, they did a great job. So after you finally beat that, you go to fight the final boss and he's like, lols i'm gonna give the gems to the robot and i'm gonna win and then the robot kills him because very snazzy looking robot by the way the robot that had like the anime hair it's like golden silver golden no golden silver yeah i believe the robot's name was but yeah so you finally then you have to beat the robot you beat him by beating the crystals it's like and then you go to the spaceship and that's when you find out that nothing will stop it he's about to destroy like the universe the and that's the universe so yeah. then the big bad who was the one who brought him back to life was like what have we wrought upon the world we didn't we know. have awakened the destroyer yeah and it was like yeah of course you have you dumb dumb yeah, what did you think was gonna happen so he goes to try to do something and then fails miserably and dies yeah <laughs> and then we'll your brother, fix it Arr! yeah and then your brother comes and is like i will atone for the sins even though i was brainwashed yeah, I will atone like, for the things I did. And then goes and blows himself up and blows up the robot. And that's that's the full game. Short game. Short but lovely. 
Yes. And the, they was just, even though a lot of it was just run and gun, they added just all these elements. So like when you're running through one area, these big massive energy balls are coming at you at one point. So you have to duck and weave and get around them. And then so you have a lot of jumping up these certain platforms. So you don't either get left behind or get firebombed. Like they had those different elements. I don't know. It, if was, you've... it was so varied. No, it was so varied and it just, it kept things interesting. And the yeah. changing of the weapons, because you could keep changing weapons, kept things different every time. Even if we did play the same weapon a lot of the times, we sometimes yeah. change it up. And, and just for fun, like challenge yourself. Like, I'm not going to use Chaser Lightning this time or something right. like and, that. And to be fair, we also tried to make a rule as much as possible to not use the same combo of weapons. So if one right. of us got Chaser Lightning, we'd get mad at the other and be like, I wanted it this time. <laughs> but then the other person would choose a different weapon. Yeah. And so we kept it different. And if you can't tell by how much we're gushing about this game, even on the playthrough, we loved this game. We had so much it fun. It was so much fun. Like we we played it. We played through it at, at least once, a couple times. I want to talk about the music real quick before we finish up, because it's it's not the music didn't blow you away, mm -mm. but it was very distinctive in a couple like the menus yeah. and the opening. The opening music, I remember the first time we booted it up, you know, loaded it up in Steam afterwards, you know, after after we recorded the Rose segment. And it's just that, like, that kind of fade in. Yeah. And it's like, duh. Like, I, I can't even do it justice, you know, here. But it's just, it just all of the emotion came back. You're like, oh, my God. It, this game with this intro. You're like, saying this, and all I'm hearing in my head is the final music when, because we just said green, sacrifice yeah. himself. And it's like. Do, do 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 it's like such epic yeah music at like it's a hero's fanfare it's yeah. so so good the music was very it was very basic but it was very very fun like it complemented the game so incredibly well yeah. and i think that is key it didn't need to be an element all itself like this isn't a game like we said like again we focus on music a lot this isn't a game that you needed to necessarily listen to on its own soundtrack but it complemented the game and made it again another way of making the game feel deeper than it was just because yeah. it just it felt fuller because of the way they paired the music with it so after we've played it again after many 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 years we came back to play it again we've played it with uh our respective producers and had a lot of fun with that as well katie what is your final score of this game i think after you played it again I think at the end of the day, I have to give it an eight and a half because I can't give it a high score because at the end of the day, it is such a simple and short game. Mm -hmm. I just loved it so much. I still had yeah. so much fun playing it. And some of that's nostalgia, but some of it was just still, it was fun. It wasn't yeah. just nostalgia. It was just fun. Yeah. And I, I just, I was so happy to be playing it again. And, and it, it, it made me, it made me happy. Playing this game <laughs> made me happy. So happy. So. I I completely agree with every point and and the score. It's the the knock on it is that it is a very short game. Yeah. But it's so replayable. Like the the combinations that you have with the weapons, the self-imposed challenges that you could give yourself yeah. make this game so incredibly replayable and so easy to like knock out in an afternoon. And so easy to teach someone new. Like having yeah. producer Kyle or producer Lisa joining you like you know, this is games they hadn't played before and they both picked it up really quickly. Yeah. 
Overall, it was so much fun. Go go out and play it. Highly recommend it. Play it with someone else. It's fun by yourself, but play it with someone else. That is how it is meant to be played. Yes. Fast, frantic, fun. Lunatic? L- l- yes. L- oh, that's, it is a very good way to describe it. Ugh. Chaotic. Chaotic. Yelling, so... screaming. It was very hard to play this game at 1130 at night and not scream. Again, adrenaline. It got your adrenaline going. Yeah. It was so much fun. Go out and play it if you have the chance. They'll probably never make a remake of it. This is it. It's well worth a play. Yeah. A remake would add nothing to this game. No. So I think that wraps up this episode. Stay tuned. Next episode. Episode 15. The big one five for that. We are going to be doing a super throwback. We are going to be playing Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Woo. The original Mario Brothers. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, hopefully. It's going to be hard. I, I'm... We can already tell you. We had, yes. we had some rough times. It's... <laughs> so stay tuned for that episode. That uh, should be released two weeks from the release of this episode. So thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, leave us a nice review on any of the places you could find us. You could find us all over the place. Spotify, Apple... Uh, Blueberry. Typically, it's uh, games we grew up with or GWGW show. And it's on Facebook and and Instagram and all the social medias that we're going to be reaching out and asking for your thoughts on games that you played. We'll take suggestions on games we should be playing next because we've already started getting in some suggestions, which is awesome. And we're going to try to incorporate them as best we can. You can catch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash GWGW show. It's a great way to interact with us super directly while we're playing games. It's a great way to see what games are coming up since you kind of get a sneak peek of the games we're playing before we record these episodes. So join us, reach out to us, socialize with us. We want to talk to you all. We really appreciate you listening thus far. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Thank you for listening to us gush about this game because we've just been dying to play this game. This podcast probably wouldn't exist if we didn't love this game so much. So, Worth it. Worth the wait. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you for the next podcast. So I think it's time to say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye-ya! 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 What? <laughs>